everyone. Welcome back to the pod. I'm Hannah, one of your co-hosts and an intern at the college. As always, I'm Sam, the other intern and co-host. And I'm Chris Long, Dean of the College of Arts and Letters. Happy spring. Yay! You're listening to the Liberal Arts Endeavor, an ever-expanding look at all things College of Arts and Letters. Today, we're continuing our journey through each of Dean Long's initiatives and getting to know the Excel Network a bit better by talking to the lovely Assistant Dean of Undergraduate Education, Beth Judge, the Chair of the Theater Department, Kirk Domer, and the Assistant Director of Experiential Learning, Dan Meyer. Hi. Hello. Hello. Welcome, everyone. All right, so uh, we had a little spring break in the middle of this episode in our last one. What was everyone up to? I was right here in Linton Hall. <laughs> I opened a show in Houston, Texas with an undergraduate student of mine oh, uh, cool. who was down there for the week with me. I was in L.A. on a study away. More about that in a little bit. <laughs> I'm afraid I was in Linton Hall trying to solve problems for undergrads. Well, that's what we all need. So. Yeah. <laughs> Same here, and a little bit of behind the scenes for, for Hannah's program, which we'll talk about in a minute. Yeah, awesome. Yeah, Hannah, do you want to just kind of mention what, what you were up to? Yeah, so I was in L.A. on the um, Creative Industries program, the Study Away program that Cal puts on. Um, I was there with 13 other students, um, two advisors, Pete and Kate, and we just explored L.A. We talked to some alumni, um, Oscar winner Bill Mechanic, which was very cool. Um, we just kind of learned the lay of the land, got to network a little bit with different alumni, different professionals in TV and production, and it was a great experience, and I got two credits for it, so. I saw on Twitter you thought about maybe L.A. after grad. I did. Um, I've been a loyal (laughs) want-to-move-to-New-York-after-graduation person, but I enjoyed the sunshine and... The traffic? Not that. That was my one. I don't know if I could do this, but it was nice. It was warm. It was, everyone is very nice and very creative. And the environment, er, the like creative industry is just, it's there <laughs> and exciting. Yeah. Well, much like Hannah's experience, we're going to be talking about other experiential learning opportunities within the college. Uh, Like I said before, we're taking a deeper dive into each of Dean Long's initiatives through this podcast, and today we are on the Excel Network. So one of the most important things in the strategic plan is to enrich the undergraduate experience, and uh, we want to do that through the Excel Network. So before we really get into it, we're going to just kind of define what the Excel Network is, and then we'll see uh, what students can get out of it. Yeah, so Sam and I both, I mean, I think we're great examples of experiential learning within the college, and we've gained so much through it and so many new opportunities that aren't really available always in East Lansing. Um, And so we're both really excited to see this space, um, like finally have a space focused on finding these opportunities for students. Yeah. So Dean Long, what's the Excel Network? Well, I think in one sense, you both are touching on it when you talk about the kind of experiential learning you both have had in in the college already. So one of the things we saw when we looked at student experiences is that students are already doing a lot of experiential learning. And so the Excel Network really is designed to create a much more holistic approach to those experiences and to integrate it not only with the curriculum in the college and in the various majors, but also with our alumni network and with our career uh, professional development program. So it's really a holistic approach to 
to experiential learning, and um, I'm really excited about it because I think it's going to really differentiate us from a, a lot of uh, places around the country that are thinking about um, uh, the liberal arts, but also thinking about the the way in which um, we can integrate that um, those values into our careers and our lives. So it's going to be exciting to see how this develops and and uh, and and takes shape over time. Awesome. So you kind of mentioned the several sides of this Excel network, and we have representatives for both uh, here. So Beth and Kirk, do you kind of want to go over your roles in the creation of the network? Sure. Well, so earlier this year, uh, this academic year, the dean asked the undergraduate affairs team in the college to really reimagine what a cutting-edge career development program would look like, uh, one that was, as he said, integrated from um, the very start into student experiences um, and and integrated into their degrees and really took a holistic look at what experiences students could have. Uh, my role is to oversee the team that's associated with the um, uh, the Excel network and to guide their work as they create the, the network from the ground up. Yeah, my role is sitting on a faculty devising, I guess, committee, uh, putting together from all the different disciplines how we can uh, identify what we already have within the disciplines with regard to experiential learning, but also to develop synergies between the units. Uh, right now, we're developing a, basically a four-level rubric that's uh, connecting to the discipline, connecting between disciplines for the students, how they transfer those skills learned in the disciplines to activities and sort of pre-professional development opportunities, and then integrative communication. How do you talk about those experiences and beyond? And Dan, you're one of the three wonderful people listed on the brochure. So tell us how you got to be there. Sure. So we've kind of got um, a combination of staff involved. And just to go over this quickly, um, um, as the assistant director of experiential learning, I'll be taking on the, obviously that experiential learning piece and working with, uh, through coordination, through development, um, working with Recky Brewer, who's our career consultant, and Victoria Morris as our internship developer kind of connecting those dots between the experiential learning component and what that translates into for your career development, for your career path, career aspirations, and how we can best prepare students um, to hit the ground running into their professional career. Awesome. So we've, the, we've seen experiential learning come along um, for all college students for such a long time now, but where did the real like, inspiration for this initiative come from? Was there a time when you were like, oh, this, we need to like, make a concrete plan around this? Well, it was a confluence of a couple of things. One was, you know, I came from Penn State, and when I when I was there, we were developing out a, a kind of more robust career network there, and there wasn't as much of an experiential learning component uh, in that program as there is here in the College of Arts and Letters. So there was that experience along with uh, my experience at the Big Ten Academic Deans where I saw a couple of uh, programs that really were actually doing some pretty interesting things around career communities. But I would say ultimately it's really Beth Judge. That's what it comes down to. <laughs> uh, Beth really pushed me uh, early on to think about experiential learning, to think about how we could be much more integrated in our approach to experiential learning. 
and she emphasized the degree to which a lot of that already was happening around the around the college. And, and Kirk's exactly right to say that a lot of the majors, I mean, theater is a great example of a major that's already doing a ton mm-hmm. of this. And and what we thought was, okay, what if we just really put our heads together and thought about a, a coherent structure for this, where we integrated all these various kind of activities? So, Beth, how will students interact with this new initiative? Like, what will they get out of it? So one of the things that I'm most excited about is that it really brings um, a continuum of care, right? So if you think of the healthcare profession uh, and you think about, oh, right, so we start talking about you're born and you have a pediatrician, right, all the way through, you then have a general practitioner, the whole continuum of care available. Um, and what I'm excited about is that the Excel network will help us bring all of the activities that we're doing around career development under one sort of umbrella. And we're gonna give students that cradle to grave kind of experience, right? So students will come into the college, we'll start them off in a freshman seminar, where in that freshman seminar, we start having students think about their purpose. What do you want to get out of life? What do you want to, to do for a career? You know, most of our students come to college and they have no idea um, what they want to do. They don't even know what opportunities exist, right? So we start um, with that. We work really closely with academic advisors, and so we make sure that the students understand how they can incorporate all types of different experiential learning and experiences outside of the classroom into their degree program so that it's seamless. We're not adding time to degree. We're not adding on to requirements. We're incorporating everything. Um, They'll work with alums, we hope. Uh, in in the network. They'll work with uh, our career consultant, right? So then as they transition, start or get ready to transition out of the college, um, they're getting a, a higher level of skills that they need to hit that job market or graduate school. And then they become alums, right? And give back into um, the, the network at that point. Great. How is this different than career services? You know, we have a career services rep in it, but, you know, how is it building upon that? Sure. So uh, what we envision is that this is much more all-encompassing. This actually brings students into a central area where we're working with them, we're incorporating academic advising, we're incorporating their degrees, um, and we're working with them through the continuum of their career at MSU and then after as well. Um, Instead of focusing just on um, networking skills or just on how to write a resume, we're going to incorporate that throughout everything. So we start that second week that they're here at MSU, really. I was going to ask, Dan, where are you seeing students now kind of uh, struggling with in this regard? Well, I think a lot of times with say study abroad for as a big example of experiential learning with being able to articulate what you learned, uh, what you gained from the experience and how that applies to your uh, professional career, even personally, um, how that benefited them. They all typically come back with positive reviews, but are oftentimes very at a loss of words for how to, how to really uh, hammer down what it meant to them and how they can apply that to future uh, career setting uh, and life after MSU. So um, and actually, one thing to add to, to what Beth had said with initiatives, even the programming of uh, experiential learning programs, such as uh, our Chicago study away, we have the Los Angeles study away as two examples of uh, really 
encompassing the uh, career services side and the professional side right within the program itself. So kind of a hybrid um, uh, program that encapsulates that vision of the Excel network happening right on the ground in, in a few study way programs, for example. So you were saying that there is an alumni portion of the initiative. Is that kind of like a mentoring type of situation or what will, how will alumni help? Or how do you envision them helping? Yeah, once we once we have it built out, um, we will be reaching out to our alums much more intentionally than we have in the past. Uh, so what we'd hope is that what we're going to do in the uh, as part of the Excel Network is we're going to create career communities so that we're focusing student interest, right, instead of that scattershot mm-hmm. that maybe um, the two of you experienced while you've been here where you just get inundated with things that really aren't of interest to you. Mm-hmm. Um, the career communities will allow us to focus student interests uh, much more intentionally. Uh, our hope then is to start linking alums into those career communities, building out sort of mentoring experiences, but also, you know, our alums might be in a position where they can serve on panels. Um, you know, we do some successful panels like Teach Abroad and things mm-hmm. like that um, that we use alums for. Hopefully, our alums are in a position where they might be able to offer internships, right, or help people um, get situated in new cities like the D.C. alums are very good at. Cool. Uh, Kirk, as the uh, Department of Theater chair, what are you excited about, um, you know, from the academic side? I guess I really like the celebration of the ampersand in the College of Arts and Letters because <laughs> we don't approach these things in the same way. You know, So I look at, yes, yeah, study abroad, study away are great opportunities. Mm-hmm. We have them in the Department of Theater, and it's, it's a great way for students to connect. But I also look at the experience of actually doing the discipline um, out in the, the workplace. Mm-hmm. So Beth's talking about alumni events. I mean, we sent people to New York, Chicago, and L.A., and if it weren't for the alumni, this was during spring break, if it weren't for them, we would have the master classes with some of the leading professionals. We wouldn't have some, oh, I guess, uh, showcases in New York in front of agents and so forth. So it's that tap, tap, tap on the alumni to say, sure, I would have wished we would have had that experience when we were in school. And we play off that a lot uh, because it's so new, because we're pushing into that. And I think that we've learned a lot between the ampersand too, uh, because we're looking in the arts portion, we're doing a lot of studio work. Our class work, so much of it is hands-on work working in that. And then we're listening from the people from the humanities, and Dan can speak to this too. It's like, of course, of course, integrating that research into that poster presentation. Yes, that of course makes sense. So I think it's the idea that we're sharing all the things that we're currently doing, challenging each other to one-up those opportunities so that we're going to create the best thing that we possibly can. That's great. Dean Long, what what is the best thing? What are your hopes for this initiative? Well, we think of uh, what we're doing here in the college as helping our students uh, chart a meaningful course for their lives. And we've talked about that before on the podcast. And and this is really a means by which we're going to empower them to do that. And and starting, as Beth said, early w- with their first experiences here on campus and asking them both to explore, which I think is important. We need, we need exploration. But then also to continually be thinking about how are you going to put those values of a liberal arts education into practice in, in your life. And so as I think about, you know, what this is going to look like and the impact it's going to have for our students over the next years as we build it out, I'm hoping that the 
the kind of metaphor that I've been thinking about is is a little bit like um, the way in which a river has grooves in it and, and as the water uh, passes down to the sea and there's this whole sort of uh, way in which those paths become a little bit more established and so that you don't have to feel like you're blazing the path yourself each time, that there's actually a current carrying you along to some degree. Of course, you can shift and move and and, and go in down different channels and different um uh, waterways there, but but that there'll be uh, a, not only a kind of support system that will carry help carry you down, but then there'll also be an ocean of support in the alumni network that you enter into when you're when you're finished, and that's one of the things that. I did go to LA right after you were there, Hannah, for fundraising, and met a lot of alums and. And met a number of people. It was Peter Stugard who saw you, and and he was so excited to work with you all. And that kind of energy that our alums have and that Spartan network that's out there is gigantic, and it's one of the real uh, advantages of coming to MSU. Oh, yeah. That was one thing that I think everyone on the trip was so impressed by. Like, students don't realize how badly alumni want to give back and how badly they just want to share their stories and share their success. And buy us lunch. I mean, they thought that that was the nicest thing ever. And it it was. I mean, they take two, three hours out of their day to talk to us about literally anything and everything that they've been through. And that was one of my favorite parts about the trip was just how deep the Spartan family runs. So Hannah and I, like like we've said, have had lots of experiential learning opportunities. Uh, do you want to kind of list a few of them, Hannah? Yeah, so that, you sure. Know, something uh, <laughs> other students could get involved in. So um, on campus, I'm involved with Vim Magazine, which is hands-on experience working on a real publication. I mean, on all angles, so like digital, social, um, print. We have everything, and it's all student-run, um, and that's as close as you can get as to like an internship without an internship on campus. And then I've also been on a couple different study aways or networking trips. Um, I went both coasts. So recently I was in L.A. for the Cal study away program, which was incredible. And then over winter break, I spent um, a week in New York City through, it was kind of a campus-wide program. It wasn't really any department. And we it was a Retail Connect trip. So we went to different companies, different um, brands, retailers, um, and we just kind of talked to them, and there were, it wasn't all MSU alumni, so it wasn't the same as kind of a study away trip, but it was really cool to talk to people that get that we're Spartans and have, like, Spartan pride without actually going to MSU, and they were so inviting and so welcoming and wanted to just talk to us about how to be successful and how to make it in somewhere that we're not able to go all the time. So, like, New York, I can't just go to New York and ask for an informational interview at any time, and so this trip was kind of going to places that a lot of us saw ourselves working at and we were able to make those connections through an MSU program that was kind of, we were a group, you didn't feel like you had to go into the city alone. So it was really awesome. Awesome. What about you, Sam? Me. (laughs) Uh, It's kind of cool because whatever Hannah has done, like I've done the the other, so we can check off all the boxes (laughs) of of the kind of experiential learning. So I did a study abroad last summer um, where I I interned in London for two months, so I have the the, um, international internship and a study abroad in the same experience, which was absolutely amazing. You know, they're like Dan said, it's kind of difficult to articulate just like, study abroad was so awesome, like life-changing, and the internship really helped me say, I got to do this, this, and this with 
a nonprofit organization over there, and you know, like I have a deliverable to come back and show people. So that was really cool that I could say, no, I had international experience, and people, you know, like on resumes, they can see that and go, oh. You were in London. Tell me more. So that's really cool. And then I'm also big into service learning and doing a lot of um, volunteer trips. That's what I usually do with my spring breaks, um, where we um, go on MSU alternative Spartan breaks and we volunteer for a week. And that's, you know, again, you can just be like, oh, my gosh, it was life changing. But you can also say, um, you know, you were networking with other Spartans. You were building skills. You were understanding different cultures and different um, environments. So that's really what you can bring back to. Plus, you guys uh, co-hosted a podcast. Also, oh, yes. we're a little mm-hmm. podcast host, so we can write that down. That's yeah, right. take that off. <laughs> uh you know, Hannah and I have done so much. Sometimes kids aren't they, aren't as motivated. They don't how, know how to get started. Yeah. And how, to, how how do we get people involved to, to that point? Right. So, it, you know, the ideal situation is that our students come in as freshmen into the college, right? And we start them off in the freshman seminar, and we start talking to them. Um, but we really rely on a network of excellent advisors that we have in the college. Um, and our advisors have developed a, um, a plan for students called Explore, Prepare, Connect, uh, where the first step is that we ask students to explore your interests and explore your purpose, right? Purpose is, is really important for our students to figure out. Um, we then have the students start preparing for what it is that they want to do, right? Um, and part of that is experiential learning. Part of that is Uh, the courses that they take and the networks that they form within the university. And then Connect is bringing it all together uh, and putting it um, into into practice after graduation. The explore piece is the part where we're really reaching out to students. And I think the Excel network will, will really help us in this regard is making connections with students so that they understand what the opportunities are. But they also understand how important it is to take advantage of those opportunities while they're here so that they have a leg up uh, when they leave and they actually um, can chart a course where it's a meaningful life, um, but they can support themselves too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's, right. that's, that's important. important. That's it's a important. wonderful life. Right. That's a wonderful <laughs> life. One of the things you mentioned, Beth, was the the sort of standard case in which a student comes in as a freshman, but can could you and Dan talk a little bit about the transfer students that and their opportunities they have? Because we have so many who come in uh, during their during their career. They finally see the light that the place <laughs> they need to be is the College of Arts and Letters, and, and we have all kinds of mechanisms to integrate them into these kinds of experiences, too. Yeah, sure. Um, so sometimes for transfer students, it can be a little bit of an accelerated um, process to get them uh, get hit the ground running and get them incorporated with with the opportunities. So certainly opportunity is still there for them, but we would encourage them to come in uh, right away to talk about how we can chart that out from an academic, academic advisor standpoint, from uh, integrating the curriculum for that experiential learning component into your degree. Um, and it's most certainly possible, but uh, typically we just have to make sure uh, they get in as early as possible so we can incorporate it, whether that's a summer program, a semester program, whether it's embedded into a course uh, that they're taking on campus. Um, all of those things are possible, and I think part of the, the beauty of what the Excel Network um, will be offering is that one-stop shop for um, what resources are available to them uh, pro- programmatically, but also um, having the career folks right down the hall to take that next step into uh, what follows is going to be just 
uh, a little bit more seamless for them to be able to approach. For students who need a little bit more guidance, we also offer uh, a course called AL250. It's Arts and Letters Careers. Uh, and we encourage our, our transfer students to take that course. Uh, it sort of jumpstarts a lot of what we have been doing, hopefully, with the first-year students on through. Um, but we start, again, with those students, sort of bringing them back to what is it that you want to do, what's really important to you, right? Um, and making sure that they're on the right path. And then guiding them through the steps. And that's, it's a wonderful opportunity for our students who just need a little bit more guidance through the process since they came in as transfer students. They didn't, they didn't have the benefit of being with us since they were first years. And that makes all the difference, you know, just having someone say, no, that's probably the logical next step. I think that's probably what you should do. Kirk, what has your experience been with um, transfer students? I avoid them. No, I'm totally <laughs> kidding. No. Uh, it's funny. Uh, we have a freshman showcase that was started by our freshmen uh, that does the freshman experience, mm-hmm. but it's open uh, to all the transfer students as well. Oh, okay. Quite often when transfer students come to the Department of Theater, they think of it uh, for the BFA program. Mm-hmm. So they're auditioning into the fine arts program. They're auditioning in the spring generally for fall admission, which also allows them to transition into shows that are being produced. So they're finding us a little easier just because they know exactly what they want to do generally by that yeah. point. Um, so, yeah, but we, we always provide something something special that they can. Well, the theater department with. is really well known for for the education you provide and the community you, you provide for the undergraduate. So it's a, it's, a, it's a great major for that. Yeah, so I don't know, kind of wrapping up, but what do we think everyone's favorite part of the Excel Network is? It really is like a multifaceted oh, yeah. initiative. So what's, what's making you... Most well, can excited. I tell you a little story, though, that's exciting about it? Can. Because I think there's an interesting thing that's happening right now that we almost should study for this Excel network. Because the haunted house that we do mm-hmm. in the Department of Theater, students started it. So we need to ask students, what do they think mm-hmm. they needs to be out there? But now the professional writing students and the experienced architecture students are coming in to say, how can we make that a better experience? What kind of advertising do we need to do for that? So we're providing the experience, mm-hmm. and then we're about making the experience better. I think that's what excites me most mm-hmm. about the Excel Network. Again, we are already doing a lot of things. Mm-hmm. How do we meld them together? Yeah. How does collaboration make it a better success? That ampersand, though. Ampersand. And that's funny that you say that because I think in like two of my classes this past semester, my PW classes, we've asked that question. Our professors have asked that question. It's been like a project, create deliverables on how you want the program to look like. Um, it's kind of more PW-based, but they ask you about things like, career services and how can we get students to do internships and how do we make that not an issue for full-time students Mm -hmm. to make time for it. Dan, what are you most excited about? Well, one thing we haven't talked about yet is the the creation or the establishment of specific scholarships that we're now Mm -hmm. being able to to offer for these experiences. So we have uh, not only the the Beyond Boundary Scholarship that was uh, created to focus on uh, students with high financial need, uh, but also with students uh, from underrepresented um, populations on campus and in, in experiential learning. We also have uh, opened up funding for experiential learning programs, specifically scholarships for that, so uh, internship research, service learning, and so on. Uh, we also have uh, foreign language-specific programs. There's funding there, and, all, and of course, for our Citizen Scholars Program, there's um, even more funding being provided for that as well. So that's 
something looking back to when I was a student and, and wish perhaps would have been there uh, when I was here and doing a, a semester abroad uh, that's available now for students is, is always great to see from the, the program side. I am hoping that this is going to help us bring in uh, even more students that are interested in, in the arts and humanities. I know that during the Alumni Distinguished Scholarship Competition that we do, uh, we do a presentation uh, to all of the parents and the students who come. And this was one of the slides that we put up on the PowerPoint, and we talked a little bit about this. And uh, faces lit up uh, across the room, and it wasn't just students, it was also the parents, uh, who were very excited to hear that there was that there were programs in the humanities and in the arts that were really paying attention um, to career development and professional development. Um, and so I'm really excited about the fact that I think this is going to bring us even more students and a more diverse set of students into our college. Right. Dean Long, it's your baby. <laughs> yeah, well, I, I'm going to go back to what Kirk was saying because the um, one thing I'm excited about is the, is the passion that the faculty have uh, about this and to see the faculty getting so excited about it and, in, and thinking about how to integrate this into the, the curriculum and into the majors. And that synergy is rooted in the idea that the students have an expertise, and that's what I think Kirk was getting at, and and that's the most exciting part. So it's called an Excel network. It's not, it's not, it's 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 to empower students to excel, to be excellent, mm -hmm. and and to draw on your own expertise and the and the wealth of knowledge that you already bring to to your experience, and and to just empower you to succeed in that way. So that's what really excites me as I think about what's possible with the network. Like Hannah and I said, it's really exciting as students because sitting here as a uh, graduating senior in May, it's terrifying, like being on the job market. So anything that, you know, all of my opportunities here, the internships, the study abroads, the just networking opportunities have made it so much easier, even though it's still really difficult yeah. and terrifying. It's, it's definitely lessened the burden, yeah. and I'm really excited for other students to have even less of one, you know, with the help and guidance. Yeah, I'm really excited because when I came in as a freshman, I wasn't really sure what I wanted to do, and I was kind of weary. I just wanted to get to class and, like, figure out where my dorm was. Um, <laughs> but then once sophomore year came around, I tried to, like, soak up everything and take advantage of everything, and this year even more. And one thing that was one of my favorite parts about the L.A. Study Away is that there was a freshman there, and her name was Sarah, and she was incredible. And so happy to be there. But I was thinking, like, I wouldn't have dreamed to go and do this as a freshman. And she was just all there, ready to network. And it's, like, her seventh month of college, and she's, like, killing it. And that just is so awesome because more freshmen need to have that experience so that sophomore year they can study abroad and have an internship in London like Sam did. Or maybe she can go back to L.A. and intern in L.A. for the summer, that type of thing. And so I think it's awesome that freshmen are having this really concrete plan for where they can go to learn more about experiential learning and excelling at MSU. Oh, excelling. I like it. <laughs> so I think that's about it for today. Thanks, everyone, for joining us. It's been lots of fun. Thank you. Thanks. Thank you. Yay. As always, Dan Trago is just so so nice to us and putting in all of our <laughs> microphones and things so thank you to our technical producer Dan Trago, uh, Ryan Kilcoin who keeps the podcast moving along and of course the College of Arts and Letters for giving us all that we have uh, you can check out 
these podcasts, the this one and the previous ones, at cal.msu.edu slash about slash podcasts. And finally, the ideas and opinions expressed on this program do not reflect those of the College of Arts and Letters, any of our sponsors, or any official entities of Michigan State University. We'll be back in two weeks talking about the next initiative in Dean Long's plan. Thanks for listening. Go green. Go Go white. white.